Today's show is a little batty. So what's next, Batwoman? We find that case of Batman trophies before anyone else does. And it's time for a reunion. Everyone's like, oh my God, is she gonna go to the reunion? I'm like, yeah, I'm she's going. shown up for everything else. Why wouldn't she? Quitter. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, October 13th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. AMC has announced that its Tales of the Walking Dead episodic anthology series, which it announced last year was in the works, has officially been greenlit and will debut on the network and AMC Plus next summer. The first season of Tales will be comprised of six standalone episodes that will be, according to the network, quote, focused on both new and established characters set in the world of the original series. And Tales is not the only new Walking Dead series on tap for fans in the future. Don't forget, there is another spinoff featuring Daryl and Carol in the works after season 11 of the flagship series wraps up next year. Wendy Williams' return to The Wendy Williams Show has been delayed due to the host's ongoing health issues. According to an Instagram post to the show's official account, Williams is, quote, experiencing serious complications as a result of her Graves' disease and her thyroid condition, adding that she is under medical supervision and meets with her medical team on a daily basis. During her absence, guest hosts and panels will helm Williams' talk show beginning October 18th. Class is back in session for Darlene Merriman. EW revealed an exclusive first look at HBO Max's Head of the Class reboot, which features Robin Givens reprising the role she played on the original sitcom 35 years ago. Now she's Darlene Hayward, mom to one of the students at Meadows Creek High. That's where One Day at a Time alum Isabella Gomez plays the teacher of a group of overachieving high school students. You can check out that clip as well as the first look at this week's big wedding on the Connors between John Goodman's Dan and Katie Seagal's Louise, as well as exclusive photos from the season 9 premiere of The Blacklist and first look images of The Flash facing down Despero in the upcoming Armageddon crossover event, all at EW.com, which of course is where you can find plenty of other news reviews, interviews, and so much more. Now, let's head back to Gotham City to kick off today's top three picks with number three, Batwoman, back for season three on The CW Tonight. This season, as our hero continues to protect the streets of Gotham, Batwing gets in on the action, but Luke quickly realizes he hasn't quite mastered his suit. Meanwhile, the Bat Team focuses on finding the scattered Bat Trophies, a collection of objects Batman seized from Gotham's most infamous villains, before they land in the wrong hands. And that might prove tricky. In tonight's premiere, an admirer of Alice stumbles upon one of the trophies, leading Gotham and the Bat Team to get mixed up in the madness. And all the while, Ryan must grapple with the bombshell that Alice dropped last season, that Ryan's birth mother is still alive, and decide if she should go down the rabbit hole of her past. Here's a preview. Testing one, two, three. Gather round, friends. It's a lovely afternoon for tea. By the order of the mayor's office, you will be remanded into supervised custody. If you attempt to escape, you will spend the remainder of your life in solitary confinement. Any questions? Yes. 
ensemble. Four down. How many still out there? A lot. My team gets a beat on the Batman trophy, and then you use your creepy brain to figure out where it is. Mad as a hat. <laughs> Speaking of rabbit holes, it seems the Mad Hatter might be that admirer of Alice we mentioned. And with Poison Ivy also set to appear this season, Bat fans have a lot to look forward to in the weeks ahead. Here's showrunner Caroline Dries on how else season three differs from season two. Season three is definitely a continuation of season two, but Ryan is now firmly planted as Batwoman. She's confident. She knows her role. And there's no like sort of guessing game of am I worthy or am I not worthy of the suit? She knows who she is. And her biggest problem now is I have to clean up this mess that I made at the end of season two versus last season. I think her biggest problem was, you know, how do I, how does a girl you know, who lives in her van feel like she's the person that can save Gotham? Whereas now it's like, I'm the girl who can save Gotham, but what sort of mess have I created here? Well, hopefully an entertaining one. You can catch the Batwoman season three premiere tonight at nine on the CW. Now, time to reunite with our number two pick, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The season proper may have ended last week, but as every Housewives fan knows, the drama is just getting started as we head into the season reunion. And what a reunion this will be. As it kicks off, Erica faces viewers' hard-hitting questions head-on and reveals some surprising facts about her life. Kyle brings up a burning complaint about her former tenant, Sutton, and Garcelle defends her passive-aggressive jabs at Dorit and shocks Lisa with an alarming accusation. And this is only part one of four, folks. Here is a clip from the reunion. So you wound up living at Kyle's old Bel Air house for how long? Well... For a long time. Almost a year. How was she as a tenant, Kyle? I was actually so happy to have her there. She was a great tenant, although she did almost burn my house down. I almost, <laughs> I did. What did I do? Did I really? Stop it. I did not. No, I swear. I did. Well, because they just did a, a, like a walkthrough and they're like, um, the house was almost burnt down by right. the fireplace there. Well, I know. I saw the, 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 the smoky stuff. <laughs> wait, no, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They sent me the picture. Wait, wait. Wait, look. Oh. Why is Because you almost burned the house down. Oh, oh. It is not my fault. I just turned the fireplace on. And so the house is standing in Bel Air and it's on the market? We took it off the market because we have to do some repairs right now. And <laughs> I guess that's the calm before the uh, firestorm. You can tune in to part one of The Reunion tonight at 8 on Bravo. Trivia. It's trivia time. Michael Keaton is returning to TV in a new miniseries premiering today. More on that shortly. But first, the actor made his screen debut in the 1970s on what iconic children's show? Sesame Street, The Electric Company, or Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey, everybody.
everyone. I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. A new season of Liza Koshy's YouTube series, Liza On Demand, launches today, and the actress-slash-YouTuber recently responded to our demand, or, well, request, to answer the question, what you watching? What am I watching? A little show no one's ever heard of before called Great British Bake Off. Ah, uh, yeah, it's delicious, and Paul Hollywood is yummy. I love British media, so... My favorite Brit happens to be Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I named my dog after her, so I'm also watching Fleabag. Yes, my dog is my Fleabag. We're getting medication for it. But Fleabag is such an incredible production. Her fourth wall breaks to camera are just, she reels you in. I think she's originally a YouTuber. I think she would be a great YouTuber. She talks to camera real well. But she just reels you in and makes you fall in love with her and empathize with her and hate her sometimes. She's a genius. And same goes for crashing, too. I love a good fourth wall break. That's what I'm watching. I have great taste. You should take my recommendations. Go check out Fleabag, Crashing, and Great British Bake Off. And don't do a bad accent like I am. Enjoy! You know what? She's got some pretty good taste. You may have noticed EW staffers singing the praises of Fleabag once or twice. You can find that on Amazon Prime Video and Waller Bridge's other series, Crashing, along with The Great British Bake Off, or Baking Show, on Netflix. And now, time for today's number one pick, Hulu's Dope Sick. The new miniseries follows the beginnings of the opioid epidemic in America, taking viewers from the boardrooms of Purdue Pharma, the creators of OxyContin, to the hallways of the DEA to a distressed Virginia mining community. There, a small-town doctor begins prescribing the so-called miracle drug to patients, unaware that he's contributing to one of the worst drug crises in American history. Developed by Danny Strong and based on Beth Macy's bestseller, the eight-part Dope Sick is a wrenching look at our national crisis and, as EW's Kristen Baldwin put it in her A-minus review, quote, deftly corrals the vast addiction epidemic through intimate, deeply engrossing stories of human devastation. Here's a preview. Many of my patients are minors. It's dangerous work, and they carry the burden of building this nation on their backs. They're okay. These people, my people, trusted me. I can't believe how many of them are dead now. We began looking at something that could be big. Oxycontin. Purdue Pharma. They've been marketing the drug as something that's not addictive when it clearly is. All your doctors are going to be asking, how is this even possible? Your most effective talking point are these magic words. Less than 1%. Less than 1%. Less than 1%. Less than 1%. They told me that less than 1% would become addicted. 
The series cast includes Michael Stuhlbarg, Caitlin Deaver, Rosario Dawson, and Michael Keaton, who plays that small-town doctor, Samuel Phoenix. Here's Keaton on why he chose this project to return to TV. This was really about something, and anytime you get the opportunity to you know, bring awareness to something that matters, that's a good thing. Yeah. But honestly, it was, the writing was really, really good. And I had read a lot of things. There's so much good stuff on television. It's kind of ridiculous. But, you know, it's not like people haven't, you know, offered me things before. And I, there was just nothing I really wanted to do, or I was too busy, or I just had finished doing a movie or something for various reasons. And, and this one was just better than most, uh, for sure. And Danny's pedigree and Barry Levinson coming on board made a difference. And then, you know, they started throwing out the names of some of the actors who ended up in yeah. the series. And, you know, it was just a good, the timing was right and quality of the project was, was real good. So why not? Indeed. It's a great watch, if not an easy one. You can stream the first three episodes of Dope Sick on Hulu right now. And now, the answer to today's trivia question. Michael Keaton made his screen debut in the 1970s on what iconic children's show? Sesame Street, The Electric Company, or Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? It's a beautiful day for an answer. It's Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Keaton grew up near Pittsburgh, where the show was produced, and began his career there, also working as a production assistant on Mr. Rogers before moving to Los Angeles. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal.